This is a breakfast show. You are listening live to the Leave Team, the kaleidoscopic Leave Team. We're just having like a kaleidoscope <laughs> of presenters just rolling through the studio. Who will it be tomorrow? You just never know. Well, we're, well, we're um, filling in for Lawson and Lyle, who will be back. I don't know next week. Are they going to be back next week? I don't know. Producer Shelley. Lawson's kissing. back next week. Oh, cool. And Lyle. Is- Lyle's back on the thirty first. On the 31st, don't worry, regular listeners, you will get your beloved L team back. But for now, it's the Leave <laughs> team, and it's Sharissa and Mon this morning. Welcome, Sharissa. Thank you, Mon. It's good to be here. And if I wasn't awake before, I'm certainly awake now after that. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing, right? You come in the studio, and I'm all quiet. Still, and then, like, the mic comes on, and you're like, what happened to her? We wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're here, Sharissa. It's been a minute since I've seen you. You're doing, like, other radio as well now, aren't you? Yeah, we're part of another program on Faith FM on Wednesday afternoons called Ooh. Looking Up Ooh, with uh, really Danny Milenkov. Yeah. That also sounds nice and positive. Yeah, sometimes. Hey, what are you grateful <laughs> for this morning? <laughs> I'm really grateful for the, the, the opportunity God gives us to make good choices. And one of those choices, I bought an, a dehydrator. From Aldi? Yes. The $40 one? Yes. I was so surprised when I saw that for 40 bucks. I was like, what? I just want you to know it works. Oh, I, I put it on my Insta story and I was like, does anyone have any reviews on this $40 dehydrator from Aldi? Yeah, well, I've just done a whole bunch of kale tonight and, and I, I'm going to go home after this and have a bowl of it. So I'm really excited. And you didn't bring any? I was not quite done yet. Oh, okay. okay. Your excuse. It's still dehydrated. <laughs> but it's working. My gratitude was going to be about you, but I was about to change that seeing as you didn't bring me any kale. But no, <laughs> I am still really grateful for you today, Sharissa. I'm really grateful that you're in and you're helping me out on the radio. I'm super stoked. And I didn't know you had a Wednesday show. I'm totally going to tune into that. How there long has been that? How- it's been like, I'm just joining it. So it's been uh-huh. like going for a few years. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm going to check that. Looking up Wednesday. What time? Uh, it starts at 3.30. And a little cross promotion on the breakfast show here. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Welcome back. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. This morning on the Leave Team, you've got Mon, you've got Sharissa. It's going to be a great day. Sharissa, I'm so stoked that you're here. I'm so, I'm so, I feel like I've snaked a different uh, show's presenter (laughs) (laughs) and won you you over to the morning side of things. (laughs) It's good to be with you, Mon. I'm so stoked. Ah, it's time for our good news and I'm just so happy about our good news. Uh, That's good. Yeah, seriously. And like for one reason, because I get to reshare some of the previous good news from this week. Sharissa, have you heard about my skin? (laughs) Let me tell you, Sharissa, all about my skin. (laughs) So I had a funny mark on my arm and so I decided to go to a skin cancer clinic and get checked. Mm -hmm. Uh, It turns out, praise a lot, I don't have cancer, but not only that, the doctor said that I have the healthiest, most flawless skin. I mean, the top four of patients he's viewed in the last 10 years. No way. So you're looking at some pretty <laughs> epic skin right now. And how did you achieve that? Did um, you just wear sunscreen all the time? No, I almost never wear sunscreen. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I, well, I actually, that's the thing, right? Because he told me all about, you know, how dangerous it is and, and a, lot of, a lot of young people these days. He's found five melanomas um, mm. all around Christmas just gone in people under the age of 25, which is just really scary. But um, I was curious as well because I was like, how did I skip 
getting skin cancer because I am getting older. I've seen a lot of sun in the Australian heat um, and I almost never wear sun cream and I almost never bother with the whole like when should I not go outside, when should I go outside, you know, the whole UV, you yeah, know, yeah. consideration. I don't take that into consideration. <laughs> I just live my life. Um, and I did some research and discovered a lot of it is actually diet related. Is that so? Yes. So what you eat affects your skin? So much, so much. And wow. they did a lot of studies and I shared this on uh, Monday and one of the big things is actually the consumption of alcohol mm. so if you consume alcohol not only do you burn faster you burn worse like the redness is worse it that lasts is longer so interesting and it actually breaks down your body's capabilities to protect itself and plants have that sun protection built into them and we can actually take that on board by eating plants so plant-based whole food diet is the best way to go for natural skin protection wow i wonder if dehydrated plants help with that <laughs> You're going to have to bring that dehydrator into work tomorrow and have a little play around with it. Um, I'm sure it would. I'm sure yeah, it would. And I was chatting with a friend of mine after the show because I've like I've had a lot of conversations about skin cancer since that um, since I've presented that information. Uh, I've actually booked in a lot of my friends. I'm like, you better get checked. And so I'm like booking appointments with my friends. But one of them actually um, said to me, oh, but what about red wine? Red wine's healthy. It's got antioxidants. You know that argument that they have. And so I was like, oh, here we go again with that argument. And then this morning, Sharissa. You found something. Oh, did I ever. It was like God put this in my inbox so I could share it with everyone. So I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Michael Greger. He's easily one of the most famous doctors on the planet right now. And he has his own website and he has uh, an email um, subscription that you can sign up to and you get uh, a health newsletter from him. And this morning there was a newsletter titled The Best Source of Resveratrol. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but that is the antioxidant that people claim is doing the good stuff in red wine. Mm -hmm. And he has blown it out of the water. And I'm so excited to read this out to people. So apparently the whole debacle about red wine being healthy came from an episode of 60 Minutes where it was suggested that the red wine component um, may account for what they call the French paradox. Um, The French paradox is like... um, Heart disease is the number one killer and cancer is the only number two killer. But if red wine, alcohol causes cancer, it's not, it's not debatable. So if you're using red wine to deal with the fatty foods, you should like, you actually should be getting worse, not better. And so they call it the French paradox. And, um, and since that 60 minute segment, um, research has just taken off. Um, people have been just unabated, culminating in over like 10,000 scientific studies to date, trying to prove that red wine is good for you. And um, (laughs) after 20 years of well-funded research, it has been proven that resveratrol has no proven human activity. Really? Yes. It's just... It doesn't help us. Get this right. So the hype in the popular media regarding this antioxidant actually actually turns out to be nothing more than a sleight-of-hand marketing device using, get this, non-human research as a cover which is just crazy. So they're actually doing this on animals and they're mega dosing them. Hmm. And I just I just want to explain to you how much of this antioxidant they're pumping into the animals in order to get a positive result, right? Um, so it's tens of milligrams per pound. So if you do the math, um, okay, so in order to – let me explain it this way. How much red wine do you need to drink to get one gram of restorol a day? Mm-hmm. It's 5,000 cups a day. <laughs> to get one gram of this antioxidant. 
And if you're not a fan of red wine, don't worry. You can just have a couple thousand gallons of white wine a day, or you can have two and a half thousand kilos of grapes or apples, or 25,000 kilos of peanuts, or a couple thousand kilos of chocolate, or a nearly a million bottles of beer hmm. in order to get... <laughs> The amount of this antioxidant that they've been telling us is in the red wine and doing us benefits. And we don't even need it? Like literally you can just eat some grapes and peanuts and the tiny amount that's in that is it's beneficial. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, it's just crazy. And th- this is this is like really the nail in the coffin for this study. Um, it doesn't help, right, that the leading researcher on the beneficial properties of this antioxidant has been found guilty of 145 counts of fabrication and falsification <laughs> of data. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wine is definitely good for those who are selling it, and yeah. that's about it. So really incredible um, data that's coming out now, just proving um, that this red wine antioxidant we've all been, like, loving is actually nonsense and that the one study that is, uh, well, the one piece of information that is definitely true that we've been studying is that alcohol – no matter what form you're drinking in, red wine, white wine, pink wine, blue wine, purple wine, beer, whatever, it's giving you cancer. It's an addictive carcinogen, and that is undisputed. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well said. Yeah, skin cancer, all kinds of cancer. Just stay away from alcohol. And Sharissa, we have forgotten to do the quiz. Let's get into it. Okay. It is our pentathlon quiz. So there's different um, – have you done this before, the it's, new one? I haven't done the new one. Okay, so each question is worth uh, – it increases. So the first is worth 100 and it goes up to 500 for the fifth question. Mm-hmm. And you can you can call in at any point and claim um, a prize. But if you wait and you get all, all the answers correct, you get the, all the prizes. So you, you just write down bag. all the questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can send them in and we'll keep track for you. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you will wait. And you can first of all, you can get a bookmark and a bumper sticker and then you can get a science magazine then you can get a pocket sermon. Fourth question, you can get a bargain book. And if you get them all, you get the book of the day plus everything else. Pretty cool. Okay. I'm going to hit you with the first question. Yeah, I'm ready. Ready? I'm Don't ready. say it into the microwave. Okay. Microwave? Don't say it into the microphone. <laughs> or, or the, the microwave. microwave. <laughs> okay, so question one. What man was planning to wed Mary when she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. That's pretty easy. I got easy. it. I got yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the first one. It gets harder progressively. Okay. What man was planning to wed Mary when she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit? If you know the answer, you can call or text our studio. The number is 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. And you can talk to DJ Shell, give her the correct answer, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Okay, back to good news. I'm going to share a very, very quick one. Have you heard what's happening in Sweden? No. I'm... The cynic in me is like, whatever, but the optimist in me really wants this to be effective. Sweden has created an agency to combat fake news ahead of their upcoming elections. That's good. So they have a a new – it's called the the Mission of the Swedish Psychological Defence Agency. That's their name, the SPDA, yeah, Swedish Psychological Defence Agency. And their mission is to defend our open and democratic society and free opinions by identifying and analyzing and responding to inappropriate influences and other misleading information directed at Sweden or Swedish interests. Mm. So this agency has only been running uh, for the past, what, 20 days? We're on the 19th, so it started up on the 1st of January. 
I really hope that this is going to be effective. I hope that they're fair and I hope that they, yeah, I hope that they shine light on all fake news because fake news is definitely an issue. Like, have you seen, um, they did like a, not like a case study, but they, they can, you can watch it on YouTube, just type in fake news fairy bread. And there was these kids in Australia that decided to create a fake news regarding the offensiveness of fairy bread. And it took off. Mm-hmm. They had like fake influences and this kind of stuff and, uh, and became an actual news item. Wow. Yeah. So it's incredible how easily uh, media can be manipulated. Um, yeah. So I really hope this Swedish stuff works for them. Yeah. Look forward to watching it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to The Breakfast Show. You are here with uh, Sharissa and Mon this morning. We're filling in for Lyle and Lawson. And Sharissa, we are heading... Sorry, sorry, DJ Shell. She keeps making faces at me because I play with the microphone. <laughs> Can everyone hear me doing this? Does that come through? Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, we are going to get back to the quiz, which we forgot to do. Uh, earlier. So mm-hmm. we're up mm-hmm. to our second question, Teresa. All right, I'm ready. This question is worth 200 points. Okay. What nationality was the man a young Moses killed and hid in the sand? Mm. What nationality was the man a young Moses killed and hid in the sand? If you know the answer, give us a call 0491 Just a question for you there, Sharissa. Hmm. So the account of this in the Bible, right, of Moses killing the, this person and hiding them in the sand, did Moses write that about himself? Was he like, it was like part confessional? That's a good point. Uh, because uh, I was thinking to myself, otherwise someone must have witnessed it, right? <laughs> well, he did write the first five books of the Bible. So and that's, that's in that section, right? Yeah, so he, yeah. yeah, maybe it was like his way of getting it off his chest. <laughs> so, <laughs> like as a kid, book, you're right. <laughs> as a kid, I was like, but how do we know? Like, did some someone must have seen it? Someone must have been, like peeking out the side of a pyramid and watched him do it. Like, how else did we all find out? <laughs> so yeah, but give us a call if you know what nationality was the man a young man a young Moses killed and hid in the sand zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Sharissa, what is happening around the world today? Well, there's a lot happening around the world. There always is. But there's a story that I've been following and perhaps some of our listeners have been following too about that terrible earthquake, it's not earthquake, volcano that triggered that tsunami that's been felt all around the world. I've been um, following it because I have family, not in Tonga, but in Samoa, and they received a tsunami warning. So I was watching, you know, um, how it might affect them. Actually, my husband's family in California, they Mm -hmm. were saying they received tsunami warnings and sent video footage of the waves surging up there even on the the coast of the United States but their toll has risen which is sad and we still don't really know everything they've now got three three deaths um, that have been reported but yeah it's just like since Saturday, Tonga has effectively been cut off in many ways from you know the rest of the world as we wait to hear what's going on, what happened. But now they're starting to get some satellite images in and footage of you know from the air what does Tonga look like and you know the waves that that massive volcano. You can you can go online and yeah, see the story. satellite oh. video is just it's mind blowing because it, it is. Like, it, it says on the, like it has the names of the islands on the map and then when it explodes, it's like the whole of Tonga and Fiji just. That all just disappears underneath this like mushroom. Yeah, and that that 
plume of volcanic ash and everything else that happened. It shot up 30 kilometers into the air. Can Whoa. you believe? And it triggered 15 meter high waves and tsunami waves. It was just massive. Um, but yeah, I, I have a friend actually who has family in Fiji. And I was, when I saw how close Tonga is to Fiji mm-hmm. on the map, I thought, I hope they're okay. And she said this, she said, uh, they have good deep trenches around Fiji so some of the deepest in the world and it helps when a tsunami comes so that only the islands that are closer to Tonga are really affected but praise the Lord for those trenches yeah I guess you can just say these sorts of things really remind us that this world is a temporary place yeah absolutely there's a better world coming but we need to really be praying for um Tonga and also for the efforts to help uh, the people in Tonga at this time. That's my first uh, news story. There's more news stories here that I've pulled this morning. Uh, Fauci. <laughs> what? This is a, this is just a news story. But, you know, he says that um, Omicron might mark the end of the COVID-19 pandemic phase Unless. <laughs> I was about to say, isn't that for the good news section? <laughs> unless, unless. unless a certain scenario happens, and that is if it mutates again mm. and, you know, makes mm. it gets past all of our immunity and whatever. So, look, that's not so good, and we could expect that that's a very high possibility in the world that we live in. Yeah, how but, many mutations are we up to at the moment? I don't know, but we're running out of alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going through the Greek alphabet for a little while. So. Yeah, I, I feel like we're up to like maybe four or five, maybe even six. I know there's a couple that were like, I think there's like one in France, but it hasn't really taken hold. Have you had it yet? What, COVID? Yeah. Not yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I haven't had it yet, but yeah, yes. <laughs> I uh, I have a lot of friends who have had it. And oh, okay. I have a sister who's a frontline worker and she's constantly thinking she's got it. Yes. <laughs> Same with my brother. He's a, he's a frontline worker and he's always like texting me saying, oh, I was exposed to a person who was yeah. positive today. Say a prayer for me. <laughs> Same with my sister too. <laughs> yeah. Is she a nurse? Yes. Yeah, so is my brother. Yeah. yeah. And every, any, any slight head cold, she's yeah. like getting tested, isolating yeah. and yeah. having food brought to her. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I feel like she's milking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God bless all of our frontline yeah, workers. Amen. Milk it while you can. <laughs> Which, uh, as I heard in the news this morning, you know, they're calling nurses off leave and come back from your holidays because oh, really? we've got a real shortage of um, oh, frontline yeah, of workers course. at the moment across yeah. the country. Yeah. And actually, on that note, just last part about um, current events in, and COVID-related stuff. This is interesting. Hong Kong is going to kill 2,000 animals after hamsters what? caught COVID. Hamsters have COVID. Yes. Are you kidding me right now? This is in Hong Kong. It's in the news. The city will stop the sale of hamsters and the and and the import of small mammals, according to the officials. They're telling people don't kiss your pets. (laughs) So yeah, do not kiss your pets. So look, even the animals are um, being affected by this right now. Is that the first instance of the crossing over? Uh, it's the first one I've read. I mean, it, yeah, I'm still not 100 percent sure. Is it? Did we all get started with this coronavirus because someone actually ate a bat? Like, is that truth? Or? That's what I read, and that's what I heard. But so um, it must have started in animals and then crossed over and then now crossed back. Man, this is a nasty virus. If our animals catch it, like, what are you going to do when you walk your dog? You go to the dog park and like all the dogs are running around sniffing and licking each other. Like, you can't really <laughs> get them to self isolate. <laughs> 1.5 minutes. Put your mask on, Fido. I want to see those paws. Wear your mask. Spot. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. going to work. No. Animals, I mean, unless you get like those really smart dogs that you can like super train with like a whistle or something. I, I don't know, think we're going to be right? having any like making them like <laughs> adhere to social distancing rules. This year is just, you know, 
COVID's unpredictable, isn't it? It's, so it's, crazy. It's changing all the time. But um, And here's one more. Uh, so we've talked about the, the volcano and we're still um, waiting to hear from, from Tonga a little bit yeah, more about what's going on there. Yeah. We've talked about uh, COVID and how it's actually may not be the end. There could be more alphabets coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the animals are experiencing it. And this is interesting. Uh, there's actually a kilometre-wide asteroid that's set to pass by Earth today. Now, that sounds really scary, but when you remember that, it's going to pass by within 1.2 million miles. So, that's (laughs) a stretch. Yeah, of the planet. So, it's still a long way away, but it's according to, you know, what these people, what do you call them that look out into space? Uh, Astronomers. Those people. Not astrologers. Yeah. Astronomers. Astronomers. Yeah. Uh, according to them, it's actually quite close. Oh, wow. Okay. And they've been watching, you know, they've been ac- acknowledging that this particular asteroid could be coming toward us since 1994, wow. according to NASA. So it's very interesting. And, uh, yeah, nobody expects it to hit the Earth, but it's coming pretty close. And do they have a name for it? I'm looking here and they probably do. They would have a name for it. but I, I wonder if we'll be able to see it. So do, do you know, like, when? Like, are we going to be able to go out, like, next Tuesday night or something and look at the night sky and see it go? by i would exp- i think everyone should go and google it yeah because <laughs> to be honest different places different times i'll be able That's to right. see it different time zone yeah i mean but i'm guessing i can already see it depending on how strong your telescope is yeah and do you have a telescope i do do have one yes it's so much fun yeah yeah and this uh, according to this it's eastern standard time so okay yeah uh, 4 51 p.m if so you have to do the conversion to get into Sydney mm-hmm. time. But, yeah, that's that's what we're looking I'm at. I'm super glad you told me about that because I'm not going to lie. For, like, the last, I want to say almost 10 years, every time there's been some sort of wonderful celestial thing happening, I've always found out about it, like, the day after. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really appreciating the heads up so I can get outside and see this okay. comet, asteroid. Yeah, this is called an... An asteroid. Okay, cool. I don't yeah. even know what the difference is between a comet and Neither an asteroid. Neither do I, but I just thought I'd better double or check a, a when meteor? you meteor? Are they all different things or the same things? Like, what's the difference between an asteroid, a comet, and a meteor? <laughs> we can discuss it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure some of our listeners are very clever and know the answer to that. Can you please text us and tell us what's the difference between those three? 0491064669. Thank you so much for sharing uh, news around the world today, Sharissa. It was really great. Uh, we are going to be back after this with our guest interview we're going to be uh, talking with david helped about mental health issues you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different beautiful song thanks dj shell uh by the way dj shell if you take requests can someone call the request line? Oh, she's nodding. If you have a crest, give DJ Shell a call, 0491 I wish I had like a fake, like a burner phone and I could like text in requests because <laughs> she has my number saved. She knows. She'll know it was me. You can me. always just tell her. I know, but like. <laughs> she's right there. <laughs> I, I don't think I could contain myself. I'd be like, I want this song and this song and this song and this song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just end up doing the whole thing. Anyway, okay, welcome back to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM this morning. We are live from Newcastle, New South Wales, broadcasting all over the planet. Uh, you can check out our podcasts and everything afterwards as well. Have you been listening to the podcast? I'm loving the podcast. It's really good. Anyway, we are going to hit up our quiz. We're on to our third question. We're 300 points. Ooh. What soaring bird mentioned in Isaiah 40 led Moses' list of flying creatures that could not be eaten. 
What soaring bird mentioned in Isaiah 40 led Moses' list of flying creatures that could not be eaten? Give us a call, 0491 or you can text. Tell us what animal that is, what bird that is, particular bird, and uh, you could be in the draw to win some epic prizes. We have a wonderful interview this morning with our regular guest, David Halt. How are you, David? How are you going today? Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. to hear your voices. Good to hear yours. I'm particularly keen because last week we had a really wonderful interview with you where you talked about the benefits of um, gratitude and positivity on the body, just not just you know um, psychologically but also physically and the wonderful workings out that just having a grateful spirit can have on a person. So I'm really keen to hear what you're going to be sharing today. Well, just let's uh, give our listeners just a quick recap. We uh, we shared some research that shows that between seventy five to ninety eight percent of of physical as well as mental health diseases actually originate in our thinking. As uh, Dr. Neil Nedley says, thinking, thinking really leads to to disease. And, um, you know, Mon, we are at the moment so bombarded with negative information that so constantly true. just falls in, uh, in into our life, just spills it. And, and so often uh, we feel that we have no control over that. Yeah, it's so um, true. And we see that mental health is very fast declining. It's one of the new pandemics that has been formed out of the pandemic. So the question this morning is, how can we actually uh, stay positive in the midst of all of this negative? We, we're listening at the moment. The moment you switch on the radio, the moment you, you switch on your TV, you're actually bombarded with skyrocketing deaths due to Omicron or coronavirus in Australia. Uh, how do I maintain positivity amongst all of that? That's such a good question because over this weekend, David, I went to a wedding and like I came down from Queensland for this wedding. So I've been a bit nervous to mingle with all the New South Welsh people. Um, and I, I remember I was at the wedding and I was stressed out because I was there sitting amongst people who were close contacts to, to COVID cases. And I was thinking to myself, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to end up catching it. It's going to be so bad. I don't want to catch it. And then I thought, no, I was thinking back on your segment and I was like, I have to think positive to give myself a boost to help not catch it. But then I was like, what, like, how? How do I actually do this? So I'm really glad we're talking about this. So there is some practical things that we can do to build our immune system, but that's not part of our talk today. So taking those steps to build our immune system is important. To protect ourselves is important. But looking back at last week, in other words, two to 25% of environmental influences has influence on our disease. So the rest are all based on how we think. And research research tells us that one of, and I'm just going to focus on three areas this morning if we do have the time. Mm -hmm. Research shows that building relationships, in other words, prioritizing relationships this year is vital for us. Uh, it's, it's crucial when we actually build relationships, positive relationships around us. What we find is that oxytocin is released. Oxytocin not only helps to calm and reduce stress. Remember last week we spoke about the major impact of stress yeah. on people. So oxytocin, by connecting with people, spending time with people, meaningful, positive people in our life actually helps to release oxytocin. 
And it's often not only just receiving uh, help from uh, others around us, but actually giving help to other people that where you can't get anything back you know, out of that relationship. Uh, a large-scale uh, population study have shown that positive relationships at one point in life predicts less depression later in life. Wow. So somewhere in my life I've had very positive people, positive relationships, that has a lasting impact on me. Social relationships are particularly protective for older adults who might face declining cognitive ability or health challenges, says the the, the same research. Um, They have found that social relationships are vital for health. If you stack up um, not having proper social relationship against other risk factors like smoking and obesity, not being socially connected is as strong a risk factor for death as what the others are. That's incredible. Exactly. It just blew my mind as I just observed, you know, the the research that actually points to the impact of positive relationship. They discovered that wives that were anticipating an electrical shock Right, mm-hmm. is they had a strong and in sync relationship with their spouse, they actually had less anticipatory reactivity towards that electrical shock when it eventually arrives. Wow. And just a caring touch from a healthcare worker reduces the pain in accident victims up to six months later, supporting the importance of empathetic behavior in patient care. And supportive relationships also help those suffering with childhood abuse. In other words, kids that have come out of neglect or abuse by having someone in their life that actually is willing to just connect with them. Human touch is one of the core issues. That is absolutely mind-blowing, but not hugely surprising because if you think about like, you know how every now and then there's a news piece about someone who's, you know, the oldest person on the planet or something and they interview them. I always remember looking at the pictures and they're always surrounded by friends and family. They always come from like a large group of people. They're never just one person by themselves alone in a nursing home. So that, that doesn't surprise me at all, actually. And, you know, I just can't help by taking my mind to a story in the book of Mark in the Bible where Jesus actually, a leper came to him, pouring and kneeling down before and pleading with him to, to make him well. Now, here he's faced with a one that spoke a world into existence, one that raised the dead with his voice. Uh, Jesus could have spoken, but what is significant for people battling with, uh, with leprosy is that no, they would have experienced no human touch anymore. And I see that Jesus, overcome with compassion, reaches out his hand and actually touches this man. In other words, Jesus goes to the core of the human need. During the Second World War, some terrible experimentations were made on uh, on people as well as on kids. And they would take twins and they would actually starve the one but give him ample human touch. And the other one, they were giving more than sufficient food with hardly any human touch. And they would wait to see which one would die first. Which one did die first? Yeah, probably the one just feasting on food, right? And not having anyone touch them. 
Exactly, which shows us the importance of human touch. And as I said, it's not just receiving that human touch, it is an actual fact looking away from yourself and actually touching other people appropriately, touching them with a healing touch, a relational touch. So what are the other core areas? The the second one is to foster wellness. In other words, to make sure that you do self-care. Disconnect. Disconnect from the uh, information that you actually can't control. I only once listen to the news per day, but then I disconnect from that and I connect on positive things around me. Um, with it, we need to look at our nutrition. We need to look at sleep. We need to look at uh, sufficient hydration. And here I'm talking about water, not, uh, not any other stuff. Exercise is hugely important. And then journaling, but focusing our journaling on uh, more positive things in our life. And research has shown that that which makes us the most resilient in taking care of our bodies is in actual fact spiritual practice in prayer. In other words, connecting to to God. uh, Dr. Amat had found that the number one thing that makes you resilient is in actual fact spirituality. It not only helps us to give us a understanding of why things are happening around us, but it also gives us a future and hope to live for. So when they say do some meditation, the best meditation is like a Bible study and some communing with God, right? Exactly. So there's two kinds of meditation. The one is where you empty your brain, which actually uh, declines your your mental state. The other one is an actual fact, prayer and, and study it, pondering the word of God, where your brain is active and it revitalizes you. And it has shown as being one of the most effective uh mental health uh, barriers against negative thinking but also against disease. Once again, I feel like that kind of makes sense. Like instead of just thinking of nothing, instead of just taking away, you need to like put something better in place. Like thinking of God is a better option than just doing nothing. Exactly. And the last one there is to find purpose in life. Um, We find that during lockdown, a lot of people lose purpose. In other words, they either play games, they focus on themselves, they focus on their own negative environment around them. We're finding purpose, volunteering, tangibly helping other people, picking up that phone if you're in isolation, and connecting, speaking positive hope in other people actually has a direct impact on yourself. Yeah. It's interesting that they did some research on, um, with hospital staff. It's very clear that doctors and nurses are making a major change in people's lives, affecting them very positively. But what about the cleaners? What about those that carry around the bedpans? That actually found that those people that saw their menial task as vital for the health benefit of those that are in that hospital, that those individuals are actually under very difficult circumstances often have a far greater mental health and physical outcome than those that just do the job for pay. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. That's just, it's really just mind-blowing. I mean, and we have such an opportunity at the moment with this whole COVID pandemic to, to reach out and to get in touch with people who are in isolation or in quarantine. And it sounds like it benefits us as much as it benefits them, just keeping, keeping on top of them, keeping on track on them. You know, even uh, putting little cards in mobile boxes saying if you're in isolation, uh, if you're in quarantine and you need things f- from the shop, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you. And uh, connecting with older people that in uh, th- that can't get out of a home, or if you're not in isolation. There's, there's an elderly person in your community just uh, popping in, uh, talking to them, and if it's appropriate, having a prayer with them, supporting them, or inviting them over for a, a, a dinner just to uplift their life. What research has shown is if you look away from yourself, actually helping other people, expecting nothing in return, that you actually have both a physical as well as a mental health positive outcome. The moment you do it, though, to get a benefit out of it for yourself, you actually lose the the benefit that you're going to look for. Wow. That's incredible. David, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, You'll be back next week to talk about uh, more of this kind of stuff, right? We will. We will be back. Okay, wonderful. And I I just wanted to point out again that, you know, there's so much that we can do to help others, and it turns out it also helps ourselves. And I think this is... You know, Blake and I were talking about this yesterday that God uses broken vessels to help other broken vessels. Amen. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful the plan that He has to use us to help other people and how, just, just the signs and the benefits. Like it's just really showing it. I think it's just wonderful. Um, David, thank you so much. We are going to be back. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.